Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, let's keep going. Uh, Mike in Santa Clara. Hey, Mike. What's up? You on with Willie and Dibby? Hey, guys. How are you doing? Good. Good. Hey, awesome. Hey, uh, first off, I have to say... um, I love both of you guys. And which uh, one I more, though, Mike? Which the, which one uh, of us more? It's a choose or lose Friday, Mike. You know what? I have to say that I've been following uh, Dibs for a while. Yes. So uh, sorry, Willard, man. I'm sorry, man. Scoreboard. Um, better make this call quick, Mike. You better make it quick. He's got his finger on the button. I, Mike. I'm the one with the button, so that was a wrong answer. But anyway, go ahead. Oh man, hey, come on, come on, come on, man. Right now, so no, I'll go to the bathroom. You talk to Dibs for a little What's while. What's up, Mike? How you doing? All right, fair enough. <laughs> no, hey, uh, first off, I hope you guys have a great weekend and everything. Love you guys. Um, the thing I wanted to talk about was um, is we don't have, uh, like, a true deep threat. And um, I thought Ayuk was going to be that, but he's more of like that, uh, just more like that, uh, more of like the like the middle presence. And then Debo is just, like a hybrid, but we don't have that. Uh, we we really don't have that deep presence, and I don't know if it has to be like a third receiver. It doesn't have to be anyone big or anyone like that. We just need a deep presence. And the thing that kills me is like every time I see it, and I still watch it to this freaking day since the Super Bowl. Is Ayuka was open on that goddamn slot run, and it killed me. But we need a deep presence. And the Chiefs literally screwed us, and they showed every other team that we did not have that deep presence, especially on man press coverage. So I just want to get your thoughts on that. And again, guys, have a great weekend. Willard, I love you too, man, but I'm a divinator too. Yeah, oh, Mike, felt good coming Mike, out. Mike, you're on, you. uh, you're on uh, shaky ground, but call again, um, maybe. Anyway. No, we, I actually think there's a really interesting point there that Mike's making. But, yeah, they but, do have a deep threat. Well, uh, which one? Danny Gray. Danny Gray, but but that didn't work out. Or, he had one catch this year. Uh, right, right. And then remember that preseason catch from Trey Lance? Remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Lance to Gray. Lance to Gray. Everybody got so excited. Anyway, here's the thing, though. How would you define a deep threat? A guy who can run 50 yards, and then you throw the ball 50 yards, and he catches it. Okay. Like in the Super Bowl. Where the Chiefs, they had that big, big play that ultimately resulted oh, in no points because Pacheco coughed it up. This also should have been. Was that Miko Hardman? Um, who went? Uh, it or was, was that Valdez? It? it was Hardman, right? He I went think it, I think from it was the left Hardman. deep on the deep, yeah, deep and post. Gibson, and Gibson turned around the wrong way. Like he got yeah, he yeah, got spun stopped. around. It should have been an interception, and he stopped. Yeah, yeah. it's a terrible throw. That's a deep threat. Yeah. Well, okay. Tyreek Hill is a deep threat. Right. Now, he can hit you in a, in a number of different ways. Tyreek Hill's a deep threat. Who averaged more yards per catch, Tyreek Hill or Brandon Ayuk? It was Ayuk. By far. So that, right, I, but who had a bigger year statistically? It um, was Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. More but, catches, more yards, more touchdowns. In terms of volume. Right. Like, Brandon Ayuk right. averaged three more yards per catch than Tyreek Hill. Uh, Brandon Ayuk had only, let's see, 400 or so fewer yards than Tyreek Hill, and did that with 75 catches versus 119. Yeah. So Fantasy. I'm not disagreeing. I would love to see the Niners be a little bit more of an over-the-top squad, but I wonder what is the definition of a deep threat because Brandon Ayuk absolutely can get down the field. How about the play against Tampa Bay? That was over the top. Touchdown left sideline over the top. So um, I don't know if that's a stylistic schematic thing um forget the whole like oh well Brock can't throw it yeah he can yeah he can a- a- absolutely 
No, there isn't a Tyreek Hill. But I would argue this, and, and maybe you're going to go Mecole Hardman, but I don't think the Chiefs had a great downfield threat. In fact, they got rid of theirs, and they haven't lost a playoff game since. So, more than one way to eat a Reese's. I'm not going to disagree that they don't have a great one, and it'd be fun, but I'm not convinced that it's like absolutely necessary. You know what I mean? I think, I mean, I just, they're right. Whenever we look at it now and go, yeah, they got to do this and that and that, and that, like, they were right there. They, yeah. had, they had everything they needed. To I think the the conversation for me stems around Kyle Shanahan, and I don't think that he wants a deep threat. Maybe not. I don't think that he designs his offense to have a, quote, deep threat. He's much happier possessing it, moving it, and not turning the ball over. And, yeah, Brandon Ayuk, even though he didn't get a lot of deep throws, he was number two in the league in yards per reception. To your point, though, about do you need one, Rashi Rice led Kansas City in yards per reception at 11.9. 11.9. 53rd in the league, Mark. Exactly. 53rd exactly. in the league, and that is your Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I just, I guess I wonder what is even the definition of a quote unquote deep threat. I know we talk about it as like that speedster over the top. Right. But if you look at the leaders in, in the league in terms of yards per catch, it's not a lot of like, oh. Big burners, he, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, like speedster cheetah on the outside. George Pickens was number one. He's huge. Yeah. Brandon Ayuk was two. Amari Cooper was three. He's huge. Um, Noah Brown of the Texans fits the mold a little bit more of a Tyreek Hill speedster. Number five, DK Metcalf. He's huge. Not people that you see necessarily running the go route right. all the time. And I don't even know if the go route exists in the way that it used to exist in the 70s. Probably and not. I think about the Raiders with Stabler and Cliff Branch. And you know he'd go seven-step drop and just cock the arm back and let it fly. And throw it 55, 60 yards in the air and Cliff would run underneath it. Football's not played that way anymore. Um, lots of uh, reaction and calls that we absolutely are going to get to. So Dollar Bill and Carrie and Doug, stay right there. We're coming to you. It's also time for the Captain Clay Report, ladies and gentlemen. It's brought to you by City Cruises, formerly Hornblower. Book your one-of-a-kind experience today. Last night in Utah, first game off the bench since his rookie year in March of 2012. Man. Clay scores 35 all in the first three quarters of the game and helped the Warriors go into the break with a three-point victory and a winning record. I'll, I'll just say this. like Who knows if it was anger that was driving him? I have no idea. Clay's mentals are a discussion topic all the time. But coming off the bench, which so many have said, well, Clay's never going to do that, including Clay himself has said, I'm not, I mean, me, I'm coming off the bench. To react that way, I think says something good about a guy. Absolutely. Right? It's how you respond to how adversity. Respond. And adversity was the night before when he went one for nine and committed a completely senseless foul that didn't cost you the game, but it sure didn't help. So you get put on the bench for the first time in 12 years. And how do you respond? You respond with seven threes. And I was worried because might take it to the bank prediction yesterday in our uh, Warriors live show. You nailed it. I said over three and a half threes, and then it comes out that he's coming off the bench. Right. I but was then, like, oh, boy, he, the Dibber curse again. But he hit seven of them. I know. Right? It's seven of them. Yes, but going in, I was like, wait. I was listening on the way home. I'm, Is Clay even playing? End of the game comes Clay Thompson. I was like, oh, boy, that prediction stinks. There's no penalty for a bad prediction, though. I know. Mine mine stunk, and nothing happened. Yeah, nothing never Yeah, like like no Odyssey personnel comes to the door, and they're like, ah, you can't do your show tomorrow or anything like (laughs) that. I'm always worried about it. Nothing happens. Got my head on a swivel. (laughs) Oh, my God, it's a Dan day. Oh, no! Uh, We are sponsored by In at the Tides. They're back. Legendary all-you-can-eat Dungeness Crab Feeds. Yeah. At Tides Wharf Restaurant, just $99 per person, February 2nd and 23rd, and March 8th and 15th. Make it a getaway and ask for the Crab Feed Special Room Rate. Info at inatthetides.com. All right, back to your calls next. What are the names? 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Yep. That was a live listen to me when uh, someone said, uh, fire Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. That's my reaction. That's my reaction when people talk trash about mayonnaise. I don't get that. Mayonnaise is... Well... It's a go-to for me. I like mayonnaise. And that's fine. That's fine. I think mayonnaise... All y'all hating on mayonnaise too much today in the crossover. Mayonnaise is fine as long as it's hidden. It's got to be like, you know what I mean? Put it on a burger with a bunch of other stuff. Better not seen or heard. I mean, these people... Like a kid at a house party. These people who look like they would eat it out of a jar. Oh, yeah. Good God, that's gross. Mm. But yeah, I got thrown off. Because over here's Guru <laughs> lumping guacamole in with mayonnaise. I'm like, you don't have to like it, but don't treat it like that. You can't be treating guacamole like mayonnaise. That's a completely different category. It's a, like, that's a totally different experience. Yeah. If you don't like avocado, then I get you not liking uh, guacamole. That's like, the, 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 I mean, you might as well have been like, I don't like going to Ikea or Great America. <laughs> what? This is two totally separate experiences. One's a, one's a condiment. One's a complimentary and one's like piece. A sauce. And, one, and Well, one's a centerpiece. Put the guacamole in the center of the table. It's not a centerpiece, though. You, no, you need a vehicle, though, to eat the guacamole. Whoa. You could just, I mean, if you're going to spoon feed yourself guacamole. I'd rather do that than mayonnaise. That's your choice. Your prerogative. You'd rather around. spoon feed mayonnaise than guacamole? I mean, probably not, but I'm not, I'm not against spoon feeding mayonnaise. Yeah. Um, so that's the only reason why you have an artichoke. Super gross. Super gross. But anyway. When um, you make a sandwich and there's a little mayo left on the. The butter knife. Oh, put it in the sink. Oh. Ugh. Oh, God. Good Lord. Did I mention? Mm. No wonder you're so angry all the time. Whatever. I'm the happiest guy around here. Uh, today. I've turned over a whole new leaf. <laughs> I showed you why. I'm angry, Jeff. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Still don't even remember that call. Just, that's awesome. I love it when people, and this is what I think people do to Kyle Shanahan. I love it when people just paint with a completely broad brush based on what they saw that person do today. Right. This is how my dad watched baseball for years. It's like you could watch, we're growing up, and you watch Giants baseball, Will Clark, Kevin Mitchell, whatever, right? Giants are doing their thing. And uh, Mitchell's out there in left field. Uh, winning the MVP and hitting 47 home runs. My dad would buy tickets to the game. If Mitchell doesn't homer that day, (laughs) 
my dad will be like, yeah, I went to see him. He stinks. He struck out twice. Yeah, he's not very good. I'm like, so you watched three at-bats. He's got 47 home runs in left field, catching balls with his bare hand. And you watched three at-bats, and you've decided he's not good. Yeah, I saw him. I watched. He's not good. Okay. All right. Let's go. Well, that's going to be the uh, Jorge Soler experience oh, because crap. well, he he strikes out now. Oh yeah, yeah. He will go zero for four with four punches, and he might not homer for three or four or five Hello. or seven games. And pop, 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 pop. Yeah, strikeout, strikeout rate was was an overblown thing though uh, on that signing. It's it's I mean strikeout rate. It's kind of commensurate right now. His it's not it's not out of whack for like it's less than Aaron Judge's his strikeout rate. It's less than Aaron Judge's. He's one in every not quite four at bats. That's what all the power hitters yeah. are now. That's what all of them are. So let's um, hope he's a power hitter. <laughs> well, let's well, he's, he's had some quiet years. He's had some unhealthy years. He's had some monster years. Yeah, exactly. Uh, last year being one of them. Carrie in Scottsdale. Hi, Carrie. What are you doing? Yeah. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Happy Friday to you guys. You as well. Um, the, the biggest issue for the 49ers is the arrogance of Kyle Shanahan. And and I totally agree with you, Willard. Uh, that arrogance uh, perpetuates through the offensive line where they have not made the investment other than Trent Williams. And the O-line, if you were to compare the Niners' championship teams with the current teams, what they had for their title winner uh, winning championships, they had one of the best offensive lines in football, and now they don't, and they need to invest in that. And it's the arrogance of Shanahan – who thinks he has a system that can overcome having a mediocre offensive line, so they invest in other areas. Until they get the O-line together, they're not winning a Super Bowl. I, I, I agree with your concept. I don't necessarily agree with the reasoning behind it's it. The arrogance, Yeah, Mark. Kerry, I get it. I don't think Kyle Shanahan doesn't think he needs a good offensive line. I think that Kyle Shanahan thought that he had an O-line um, that 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 can do really well, like with Trent Williams as the anchor running the football, and they had Christian McCaffrey, and then they had a, a seventh round rookie who performed really well, but then lost his arm, and and again they went out looking at Tom Brady in the off season. And, and I firmly believe Kyle when he says this. I really do. I don't think they were looking at Tom Brady because they didn't believe in Brock. I think they were looking at Tom Brady because they weren't necessarily believing that Brock was going to be ready and healthy. So would you invest in, let's make a really good pass-blocking entity with a seventh-round rookie with no arm? I think that they thought they probably would be maybe even more based on the run this year than they were. But then Brock was back, he was healthy, he performed unbelievably, and this evolved throughout the year, but then they got caught with their pants down to a certain degree. Let's not forget they went all the way to the overtime of the Super Bowl. Right. But they got caught with their pants down a little bit. When teams tried to make them throw, they couldn't do it as consistently as you'd like, and I'd argue the number one reason was not the receivers, not the quarterback, but the protection. I would say it's all, you know, complimentary in that way. And you had Debo and Ayuk have trouble in many ways separating in the Super Bowl. They were open at times, and when they were open, the protection broke down. And the few times the protection was there, those guys weren't able to separate and get open against man coverage in the second half. And this whole notion of the offensive line, it's not so easy to rework an offensive line. Like what you're saying well, they had a quarterback who was hurt, so yeah, you wanted to have an offensive line that could run the ball, and then your quarterback is back, so now you want an offensive line that's better at pass blocking. You can't just interchange parts that easily. You draft offensive linemen, you hope they're good, you hope that they can come through your system and start and play and be good. Then you go out and you get free agents, and you got Trent Williams, and you know he gets paid a lot of money, and he's a Hall of Famer, and so you have him. But you can't just go out and grab offensive linemen because the good ones have jobs, and the teams that have good ones don't want to let them go. So the O-line is a very difficult thing to patchwork and no fix doubt. in real time. No doubt, yeah. I mean, listen, they didn't pay McGlinchey. Did that bite him? I don't know. McGlinchey wasn't perfect either. Um, but 
I know everyone wants them to invest in the offensive line. Well, okay, then they're going to not invest somewhere else. So if there's big money on the O-line, who's the current 49er in a different position group that you'd like to get rid of? And they have invested in the offensive line. They drafted Jalen Moore, fifth round, 2021. Colton McKivitz, fifth round, 2020. They drafted Spencer Burford, fourth round, 2022. They drafted Aaron Banks, second round, 2021. These are players that they drafted. So you can say... Those aren't early rounders, though, other than Banks. Right. But Banks you, has been good. Who did they have in an early round in those years? They had Trey Lance. So in mm-hmm. 2022 and 2023, you didn't have early round picks. So you want them to get a highly drafted, highly talented offensive lineman, but you don't have the pick to do that. So they made these picks before, thinking that these guys would be good. And you know what? They were good enough to get you to a Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, they weren't bad. So let's they not. I don't want to just disparage this offensive line as being trash. No, Can I it be I, better. I, you're not saying. I that. don't think that at all. I don't want I just, people yeah. to do that because. This line was good enough to give you uh, one of the best offenses in football this year. I do think if the Niners had ended up, there are a number, and Sam Darnold's one of them, by the way. That's why you and I have disagreed all year long about that idea of, like, would there be a drop-off? I think there would have been a terrible drop-off, and it's probably the most under-discussed characteristic of Brock Purdy, which is that he's really good when the pressure comes. And a lot of QBs aren't. And so I don't think that that is interchangeable. Uh, I think that the 49ers survived that, actually, because Brock does so well in those situations. And uh, But th- that, that's not what you're going for, though. That's not what you're going for. So, yeah, offensive line needs to perform at a higher level. I, I, I firmly believe offensive football is largely about the offensive line. There are tons of quarterbacks who can perform with a great offensive line and very few who can't if the O-line is bad. Like, that's your indicator to whether or not a football team is going to be good. When you get those outlier years, Case Keenum takes the Vikings to the playoffs, Nick Foles wins the Super Bowl, a lot of times I'm like, yeah, take a look at the offensive line. Amazing offensive line play. Those quarterbacks can sit back there and spin it, man. Even the backups. If you've got time, so that's what I'd love to see for Brock. I'd love to see him get a bunch of time. Brock was, uh, the Niners with Brock were 16th in the league in regular season in pressure percentage, which is dead in the middle. There were 15 quarterbacks pressured more. There were 15 quarterbacks pressured less. Then that includes all all dropbacks. It was a 20%, 20 20.1% pressure percentage. So... In just that one metric mark, the pass protection was just about middle of the road. Um, let's go to Doug in Berkeley. Hey, Doug. What's going on? You're on with Willie and Dibby. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Good afternoon. Um, an early, earlier caller gave Dib some, some love, but he deserved I, I I didn't think I would do this this soon, but i got to give Mark some, some love today. Yeah. Um, you, you, this conversation is right on. Uh, I've been saying all season, Purdy goes through his read so well. Give this kid just a little bit more time. He hangs in there. He takes hits. He is something special, and he's going to be something special. I think the offensive line would be the one place, and it is complicated as to how to do it like you guys are talking about, but I think the offensive line is the one place that I would really, really focus on because if you give this kid a little bit more time, if, if, if Shanahan hadn't gotten outsmarted by uh, Spagnola a couple times and, 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 and the kid had seen uh, Brandon Ayuk out there, it, the, the whole game would have been different. He's a, he's a keeper. He's, he's tough. Give him just a little bit more time, and we'll make it over the top. I totally agree with you about the emphasis on the offensive line. Thanks for taking the call. Yeah, Doug, thank you. Appreciate it. And I needed some love. So good good thing Doug, yeah. was, Doug, Doug was right on time. It's um, good, Doug, but factually you're a little bit off the mark. Not in your love for Mark, but in terms of pocket time, Brock Purdy had the fourth most pocket time in the NFL. And that's uh, the average time that you have between the snap 
and throwing the ball or not throwing it because the pressure well, but these, breaks you down. But these Pocket an, time, But Mark. analytics get confusing because you just said he was pressured uh, right at, at 15th 20%, or 16th in yep, the league. Exactly. So what's the difference between pressure and pocket time? Well, pocket time is the average. So the pressure comes on 20% of your dropbacks, but the pocket time you have, maybe the, the pressure comes later because you hold the ball longer. So if you hold it for four seconds and then a guy gets to you, that still counts as a pressure, hmm. even though you had four seconds of pocket time. I, 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 are, you, are you feeling what I'm putting down? I understand it, but I kind of don't also. If I hold the ball in the pocket for six no, no, seconds, no, seven get, seconds, that's eight, the, that's the part nine, that I get. I'll keep counting. That's that's the part you can't that make I get. Me stop. But Brock's not a holder. No. Like that. He do will. you have that stat? Who holds the ball the longest in the NFL of the QBs? I can tell you as far as hits goes. And uh, I don't need hits. I need holds. Hurries. You I'm want holding. hurries? I'm holding. I'm you not hitting. Hits? Yeah, I got an 18, and the dealer's got a seven. I'm holding. Total pressures. He was 19th because he doesn't have that many dropbacks. So that's total. Yeah. Total pressures. We need per something. Holds per, per pass, HPP? Are you down with HPP? <laughs> you, yeah, you know me. All right, that got confusing. Let's go to Dollar Bill in the city. Come on, Dollar Bill. Who do you love? What, what up, Bill? Uh, who do I love? I, I love you, Debbie, but I've been, with, uh, I've been with Marky Mark since the uh, evening calling days of the other station. Oh, so. yeah. Marky, my boy. That's right. 107 but wins, Dollar Bill. Bucko 7. How's it going since then? <laughs> yeah. Just saying. And a first-round loss. It's because I left. There you go. So, October 1. Uh, it may be. <laughs> All right. You know, yep. I've been listening. I've been listening to the 49 All these 49er fans the last five days lose their minds. And I just wanted to offer a little perspective. You guys are, you know, you guys honestly were a, a failed third and five with two minutes to go against, away from having a parade and everybody comparing Brock to Joe. So you're not that far away. And before you burn the house down, I would just like to say, you know, things could be worse. You could be a Cleveland Browns fan. <laughs> you could be a Jets fan. Take it from one. Oof. And I'm just saying that, you know, you've been on top. Kyle, all these calls for, you know, hanging Kyle up is, uh, to me, is insane. Because he's he's gotten you to the mountaintop, within the sight of the mountaintop, for the last five years. You know... Guys, you're not that far off. Let's not burn the house down when you get your foot caught in the door. That's all. No one's looking to burn the house down, Dollar no, Bill. I, I, no, I'm with Dollar Bill. Yeah, a lot of people are. Not burn the house down. You're looking to, you know, maybe fire, make some changes. Firing your head coach is burning the house Nobody down. Nobody wants to fire Shannon. The, yes, if you they fire, do. Then, then those people are lunatics, Mark. And if you want to... I couldn't agree more. If you want to give life to the lunatic fringe, then that's on you and that's on Dollar Bill, too. I don't think it's the fringe, bud. I, I really I, don't. Pal, it's the fringe. Chief. Well, that's probably <laughs> the wrong one to use. Anyway. Coach. Yeah, I, it just like whether the word is fire or, or uh, let me, but let me take it to the next. He step. needs an offensive yeah, assistant. Yeah, like he, he needs someone to come and hold his hand, put his hat in his hand, and get the <laughs> hell out the way. What the hell are we talking about? What are we talking about? We're talking about improving the offensive line, it, getting a defensive coordinator but, we don't hate. But you improve the team every year, no matter what. I'd agree with that, even if they had won. I'd say the same thing. The offensive line needs to protect in past situations better than they did. I'd say that even if the final score of this game was 22 to 19 in favor of the San Francisco 49ers. Okay? Like it really was that close. And it doesn't mean Kyle's perfect and it doesn't mean Spencer Burford's not or Daryl Luter or whatever. But any one of those plays goes the other way. And we're still picking uh, confetti out of our bags because of what happened two days ago. Okay? So, like, that's a very fair point that I don't think really has a rebuttal. It is pretty wild for anybody to consider any wholesale or significant change 
When you lose a Super Bowl in overtime, that's really a wild concept to walk out of that and go, what we're doing's not working. Really? I do think that's a very small minority of fans. I don't. Well, yeah. You and I traffic in different parts of the internet. Well, no, I don't even mean Twitter. Like, like, mm, everywhere. Right, but and that's emotion, and here we are now five days removed, and when we get 10 days and 20 days and 50 days removed, we're all going to feel a little bit differently, and this is part of the Kubler-Ross five stages of grief model. There are people who are still in the, the anger portion. They're angry, and when you're angry, Mark, you want to blame because you can't just be angry and say, you know what, I'm angry at Patrick Mahomes. Well, yeah, you're you're angry that he was so much better in overtime, but you got to be angry at your own team, and that's where a lot of fans still sure, are. Sure, sure, sure. And when you're going to be angry at your own team, you can be angry at Spencer Burford or Daryl Luter Jr. or Jake Moody in a block PAT or George Kittle for not going on a fumble or hey, Christian George. McCaffrey for fumbling. You can direct your anger wherever you want, right. but ultimately the best place to direct your anger is to the top. And that's why some people well, are still fine. angry uh, yeah, with Shanahan. That's fine. And I'm not even here suggesting that it was a perfect or imperfect game plan. Like, I don't know. I Maybe this is my parenting sort of muscle here, but plans, cool. What the hell's that got to do with how the day works out? Right, right. Your plans? Oh, Kyle's game plan. Great. Game plan actually was fine. Came out slinging the ball all over the place. They were crushing the Chiefs. Okay? So game plan was fine. Then you got to adjust. People will take shots at the adjustment. I think there is some room there. There's some room there. Nobody is saying, and again, I'd say this, win or lose. You get to an offseason, you get to the end of any day in your life, you go to bed and you look at a few things and you'd be like... I'm going to try to not do that tomorrow. Let's do that a little bit better. That's inherent to any job that we do or any life that we live. But the idea, as I said, I'll say it again slower, major change, significant change. When you lost the Super Bowl in overtime, I think is crazy. Of course the base concept of what you're doing is run it back. Of course. You're right freaking there. But you you're can't right just there. you can't just run it back because Adam Peters is gone well, and sure. Anthony Lynn is no, gone and, and you've got so, 19 free agents so and all the rest. there's changes every year, sure. Changes all over the place. But so not now big ones. Well, it depends on how big you want to make those changes. And I that's where I look at Brandon Ayuk and if I'm in the front office, I take a hard look at where we are cap wise where we are scheme-wise, and you know what we can do to keep this thing moving forward. Do you want to pay two wide receivers upwards of 40 or $45 million a year for a team that runs the ball more than 50% of the time? That, to me, feels a bit like a waste of resources. Hmm. It's like when you, you have a household, I don't know. and you have a household where there's you as a driver and there's your 17-year-old as a driver, do you have four cars? It would feel foolish if you had four cars. Okay, now, but- could you have three cars? Maybe you have an extra leisure car that you want to have for your leisurely weekends with the lovely Christie. Okay, but you're not going to have four cars, and you're not going to have a 12-passenger van for a household of five. Cal Kami's point to us earlier, however, is a good one and a fair one. And it's no different. Lean on Kawakami. No, Monty Poole said the same thing to us last year about Draymond Green when everybody wanted to trade him. What did he say? It was the very first thing you're going to do if you try to trade Draymond Green is what? Replace Draymond Green. If you trade Brandon Ayuk, what's the first thing you're trying to do? Maybe you have him already in house. Mm-hmm. Who? Jawan Jennings. He is not Brandon Ayuk. He's no, not even but built that way. He he's, he's not going to run routes a, like that. A good blocker. He could block like yeah. Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, they're both and that's, very good that's blockers. That's what you need. Think, job number one. I think Jawan is really good at exactly what he already does. Like I do not. Jawan Jennings to me is not a WR one or WR two. He's WR three. I would argue that it's easier to replace Brandon Ayuk than it is Draymond Green. 
Oh, I and would, that's where I think the I, argument breaks. I down. would agree with you, and not only for pedigree and resume, but just the type of player. Well, okay, I just like you got wide receivers up the wazoo these days. Yeah, literally but, from wazoo, but not good ones. Who's the best wide receiver sorry, from wazoo or in know. your wazoo or whatever? It was a reach. Yeah, I mean, Grady didn't even give me a one. He I gave know. me the head shake. He's like, come on, I hate a head shake. No wide receivers from wazoo. Oregon sweatshirt. Come on. Sure, they have a wide receiver, but ASU that would be oh. Brandon Ayuk. I'm telling you, man, I get what you're saying. $50 million for two receivers Woo! sounds like a nut job behavior, but uh, if. For a team that loves to pound the rock. Did you learn any lesson from DeForest Buckner? I'll trade him. We'll just go get another one. How's that working out? You made it to the Super Bowl. And? Javon Kinlaw was a guy who played. Uh huh. What happened he last He played year? actual football. Yeah, he played. I love that that's the best thing we can say about him. <laughs> he had a uniform and everything. He got down in a four-point stance and tackled people he got on occasion. He got thrown all over the field in Philadelphia last year. This year he was much better. He was. Don't make me call but, Larry Kruger. But, he, but he'll never get mistaken for DeForest Buckner. So when you let no, somebody go. they chose go, Eric Armstead instead of DeForest Buckner. That you, was their choice. Absolutely. When you let somebody go and you think you can just go replace him in the draft, you're usually wrong. I would argue that that's the truth in the NFL. Then just pay two receivers $50 million. Remember, remember when they let Jimmy Garoppolo go, and they're like, it's okay, we'll go get a quarterback in the draft. And they did. Uh-huh. Eventually. <laughs> By the way, wide receiver from Washington State, Niners legend River Craycraft. Thank you. River Currently a Miami Craycraft. Dolphins. Currently a Dolphins. There's yep. a bunch of former Niners out there doing big things. No, they're all Dolphins. Richie James, Super Bowl champ. Oh, eight fumbles. Uh, we're presented by Fremont Bank. One ring. Full service banking. No compromises. One ring. Um, yeah, we'll get to more of your calls coming up next. Here we go. Willard and Dibs. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. See what I'm saying here? Not yet. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. You know who one of the Niners offseason additions needs to be? I remember you saying the other day that Donald is gone. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's gone. He's gone. Okay. How about... uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm good on that, Coach. Backup QB. San Francisco 49ers. I think that that's going to be a no from them, dog. Why? You know why. <laughs> Been there, done that. No, but you're not doing that. Let's know that's that's going to be a no from me, dog. Probably. No, you are doing that. No. Because hit by his very presence here, you know he's getting in the football game. Bad things happen when Jimmy G is your backup quarterback. Huh. I mean, we've only seen it one time, and right. actually it, it, it led to Brock Purdy. Right. That's not bad things. Trey got hurt. Yeah. Jimmy came in. Jimmy, Jimmy played hurt. pretty well. Jimmy got hurt. Yeah. And then 
Jimmy was able to maybe play in the NFC Championship game. Maybe if he would have pushed it, he might have, could have. And then he's over on the sideline laughing. What, laughing, Mark. What do you make of the suspension? Jimmy was suspended for two games, and in the in the report, Adam Schefter always said the uh, the Raiders are expected to release him this offseason. So, well, his contract is no longer uh, guaranteed. It's voidable because of the uh, the suspension. Yep. So whatever guaranteed portion was left, it go bye bye. Yeah. So of course, Jimmy get Jim, out. Bye bye. Jim, yeah. Jimmy's Jimmy's got plenty of money. Um, if they love Jimmy Garoppolo, a two-game suspension would not lay, lead to a uh, a release. Um, but they they didn't like the way he played. I I wonder. I'm this is total speculating here, but um, I, I I wonder if this suspension because he's not going to appeal it with what his body has endured in the last handful of years in terms of injury. I gotta wonder if this is some sort of a uh, a painkiller situation. I have no idea. Right, but. That's the first thing that went to my mind. It's possible. And you look at the year he had, it was uh, not a good year for the time that he was out there playing. So you get a guy who, he really isn't that old. He'll be 33 next year. And, you know, what, he had six starts this year, three and three, not terrible. There will be a team out there that gives him another chance to come in and be... As a backup. Or as a starter-ish. Yeah. A team like, you know, think about all the teams out there who have a starter, question mark? Yeah. Even a team like Seattle, where you've got Geno in the final year, and you got Drew Locke. And I mean, I would argue Atlanta. If I, the experience I've been through as the New York Jets, Garoppolo backing up Aaron Rodgers, I would do that. I mean, what they, what the experience. The Giants. Um, you got Dimes, and you got I Live at Home DeVito. Yeah, I think that they their whole system seems to be uh, a little bit dependent on mobility. If you look at the QBs they've had there recently, from Jones to DeVito to Rod Taylor, I, I don't think that they want a uh, yeah. Jimmy G on pain meds uh, in in the pocket. But how about Atlanta? They run a lot of the well, uh, their whole quarterback. I, I don't know what they're doing at QB. Right. If I'm Atlanta, I'm dying to trade for Justin Fields. Go ahead, Bears. Do Caleb Williams. I'm dying for Justin Fields in Atlanta. I was talking to a Bears fan uh, yeah. last night at dinner. What do they want to do? And I said, what do you think? You know, you're sitting on number one and number ten in the draft. Yep. How do you feel about Justin Fields? And he said, I, I'd like to see him give the young man another chance. Yeah. And I said, you know I what? I'm the kind pre- of in the same. Uh, yeah. I'm in the same boat. But it's, it's a tough call because there's so many yeah. delicious quarterbacks out there. And you could have your pick of the litter. And if Justin Fields turns out to be this, if this is his ceiling, then you would want to move off him. If this is the ceiling, well, but I don't know. I, like last year, it looked pretty. It, it looked good at times. And and right. I, I mean, just say say what you said well, again. But, but, but what's around him? You know what I mean? Like right. he's I don't know. Like what if Caleb Williams is a bust? You know, you call him delicious quarterbacks. I don't know. You see the thing Merrill Hodge put out recently? I did. He thinks Caleb's going to be awful. Yeah. Which is wild. And I saw the other thing where Caleb wants a piece of whatever team drafts him. Which is why I wouldn't even touch the dude. Which, by the way, is illegal. You can't circumvent the cap by breaking the guy off a piece of your chives. I feel like that was uh, more speculative than than fact. There's no way in hell that that guy and his agents were going to let something like that get out before the draft. He wants ownership of the team. Yeah. Having never taken an NFL snap, that's really bad PR. It's gutsy. Uh, yeah, right, that's one word for it. Alright, Burns in the city. Hey Burns, what's going on? What's up guys? Happy Friday. What's cooking? Um, yeah, I'm delivering checks right now, bro. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man. So my take, I I don't know how y'all did it this week. Like, I couldn't listen to Sports Talk Radio about the Niners. I was just sick to my stomach because I swear I went through the five stages of grief. It it started with what? Denial. Denial and Dre Greenlaw. Oh, when he left, I thought we... The fact that losing him would mean we would lose. Then anger happened, of course, with Ray Ray Williams yeah. and the muff punt. 
Oh. And uh, bargaining was believing the three-point field goal in overtime would win. And then depression, right? Yeah, you're doing so great. I'm, I'm finally at accepted. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, cool. And, uh, it's, it's, I, wanted, I wanted to call you both uh, Bert and Ernie because you, you cheered me up listening to you all today. I, I, I don't mean it offensively. I mean that like sincerely, like y'all, like give me some hope. And I think what I've learned because what ninety seven won my lifetime. Mm. Is it? I I'm I am a Niner faithful, right? But I don't know if I can commit like faith anymore, yo. Because the, the heart, my heart's just been ripped out three times. And uh, I, and the guy earlier that was talking about being a Jets fan, I like I totally understand that perspective. Like shout out to him too. But at this point, like it's crazy to me that people have invested so much into this team emotionally that I need to take a step back, you know what I'm saying? And at this point, like, it's not Niner faithful for me anymore. It's just, I just trust. I just trust now. Like, I don't think I have faith. I just, I just trust they'll, they'll do good, and I'll see them. But, like, I have no, I'm not going to go to the Super Bowl and expect them to win anymore, you know? So, if they do win, then... Burns, let me just say this to you. And, and, and I don't mean this to be in any way sort of like disrespectful or whatever, but what you're saying right now is going to change. Like, yes, you will be that invested. You don't have a choice. You're, you're, you're a 49er you know you're fan. Right. It's been five days. You're going to get it back. You're going to get it back. So, so what's funny is I called you early in the year, y'all, and yeah. I was so hyped, so hyped. It was um, right before the three-game losing streak. And when that hit, I, I vowed to, like, not call you until the end of the year when we won it all. <laughs> and here we are now. And uh, Here we are. Yeah. So I just wanted to appreciate you all, share my experience, and uh, thank you for the support. I'll see you all next year. Burns, right? thank Burns, you, Burns. Burns, how old are you? He's 32. I'm, I'm 30. So... So no, no, they won in '95, right? But I wasn't conscious for that, so I don't count it. Yeah, so, 0 for three. You shouldn't have drunk so much. Um, <laughs> all right, thanks, Burns. Appreciate it. No, look, uh, PSA to everybody out there who's like, I'm done with this. That's over, Mark. Or I'm done with that. No, you're not. No, you're not, and you don't have a choice. Think about it. Like, actually, run the visual through your mind. I, I get, I get it. I get the heartbreak. I get the heartbreak. But telling the 49ers, um, I've got no more faith for you, is no different than when your girl or guy breaks up with you and you're like, I didn't want to be together with you anyway. Um, Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. And you're, you're going to be back. You just need more time to get over it. So Burns kind of gives the one-two punch of, I've reached acceptance, but I don't have any more room for faith. I'd argue then you haven't reached acceptance yet. Well, he you're- has room for faith, but, uh, I mean, he's going to still be a fan, but he just doesn't want to believe anymore. I know, but, but so but imagine— you'll that- get into it and you'll start believing yeah, like, again. Let's say the Niners go to the Super Bowl again next year. What are you going to do? Be like, yeah, but I'm not. I'm not watching this time. Well, just get me in late August when we know Labor Day is right around the corner and camp is breaking, and you're so excited for just about everything around this team. You'll be back, and I know right now it's hard because you had your heart broken again, and you're 30, and you haven't tasted the sweet nectar of a Niners championship parade, and so you feel like you can't go through it again. We all will. And when we get to the draft and the Niners are sitting on pick 31, unless they make a move and trade higher than that, they actually have a day one pick this time in the draft. And we'll all be going through all the possible machinations of who they might take, who we want them to take, and we'll have our eyes on the draft board. Tabor Pepper tweeted this out on February 13th. That was Tuesday. Tabor Pepper tweeted this out. I'm so bleeping tired bro mentally physically emotionally my heart aches for my teammates and coaches next year seems impossible to think about but that's how it felt at the end of 21 and 22 we're going to get some time off another year of learning in the books faithful to the bay 
I think that that captures where all of us are and will be, right? Like, I know we're sitting here talking about Ayuk's future or whatnot, but to think about being knocked to the bottom of the hill to climb back up again, starting from scratch, yeah, is excruciating. But we all are we are, we are all ants. The 49ers included. They're all ants. And if you knock the ant hill down, you immediately start building the new one. And uh, this is just part of the process. This will be a very, very painful offseason. It's going to be that. But everybody who thinks, I don't have any more energy to put toward this. Of course you don't. It's February. Right. And your heart is broken. We'll be back. Reminds me of when I ran my first marathon, Napa Valley Marathon. You get to the end, and you get home, and you can barely walk, and it's like, well, I'm never doing that again. (laughs) And, you know, about a week goes by, and you start getting itchy, and a couple, two, three days, it's like, I'm going to go for a run today. And you put in four or five miles, it's like, oh, yeah. I'm back. I'm back. How about every time you've ever had a hangover? What does everybody say at 10 o'clock the next morning? Never drinking that again. Yeah, till next weekend. Till you till you say the word. You'll be back. What? Inebriation sensation? That's a buck. Intoxication sensation? Till you look at the clock. Clock, 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 clock. You're listening to 95.7 The Game. KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Twitch and YouTube. Powered by First NorCal Credit Union. Splatow. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.